welcome back to the I Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. It's great to be back. <laughs> was on a bit of a hiatus there. Obviously, we know 2020 was a crazy year, but I'm really excited about uh, bringing you season three. I uh, have a lot of great, great guests lined up. Uh, I already have several recordings, so uh, the backlog's looking pretty good. But uh, yeah, really excited about this year. A uh, little recap. I mean, last year uh, was a short season, but we uh, we did uh, get eight, nine episodes in. So a little recap of that. Um, our episode one last year started with uh, the Lubbock Cooper High School Barbecue Team, which was a really cool interview. So fun uh, to talk to the kids out there, and, and we chatted about their their competition. So uh, if you haven't tuned into season two, that's how we kick it off. Uh, we also have Crazy Matt's Famous Barbecue, who um, is doing pop-ups out here in California, um, kind of a self-starter, uh, really, really uh, picking up some steam. Good good conversation with him. Uh, and then we moved into uh, Roster's Blue Court Barbecue. Those guys are awesome. If uh, if you have never met them, you're uh, you're missing out. Uh, so, uh, Kristen and Stephen Rossler there. We have a two part session with them. Um, so that was uh, that was episode three, and uh, episode four, Herc's Barbecue. That's another LA guy that's uh, that's doing some really great things. I uh, was able to go out to one of his pop ups and and uh, crushed his food, but uh, yeah, you'll want to check that one out. Uh, episode six was with Owlbear uh, Barbecue out in Colorado, so um, that's a really cool, interesting story. Um, you have to check that one out. Uh, they have the, I think they have the coolest merch out there, um, so yeah, check them out. You can also uh, see pictures related to all these guys on my uh on my Instagram, uh, the next the next episode was episode seven with uh, Man Meat Barbecue's show uh, host Mikey K. So we talk a little bit about um, you know some of his favorite interviews and and what he's doing out there. Um, so it's uh, it's another uh, another really good interview there. Uh, and then episode eight was with my boys. 1775 Texas Pit Barbecue out in uh, College Station, Texas. And uh, these are just some good old boys out there uh, doing some some awesome barbecue. Uh, we, we talk a little bit about uh, how they got their start and, and some of their really good recipes out there. Uh, you'll want to check that one out. And finally, <clears throat> episode nine was an update episode on Heritage Barbecue which, uh, um, as we all know, have now opened their first restaurant, their first brick-and-mortar restaurant out in San Juan Capistrano. So uh, really, really excited about those guys out there, good friends of mine, uh, Danny and Brenda Castillo. So, um, yeah, that was season two, kind of a little quick recap of that. Uh, You'll want to check out those episodes um, if you haven't already, of course, season one had 37 episodes. It was when I first got started and subscribe, check them out. 
catch up or heck start fresh uh, with season three here. So I'm really excited to kick off this season. Was really trying to get this episode in last week, but uh, yeah, yeah, life happens and uh, wasn't able to kick it off. But uh, uh, obviously Monday was Women's Day and uh, we're we're celebrating women all month. So um, it makes sense for me to start my season with uh, with a female. And in this episode, we interview Eliana Gutierrez, who is the youngest female pit master in the industry right now. She works at Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue in Austin, Texas, one of the top barbecue joints, one of my personal favorites. Obviously, that real deal Holyfield taco is my my favorite breakfast taco out there. But uh, yeah, she works at Valentina's. She's 20 years old. She has worked her way up into uh, management and uh, just a really, really cool story. This young lady is uh, the real deal. She is uh, doing the overnight cooks there at Valentina's and uh, just can't wait to share this episode with you guys and And why wait, right? Let's go ahead and just jump right in. This is Eliana Gutierrez of Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, well, today I have the great pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Eliana Gutierrez of Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue in Austin, Texas. How are you doing, Eliana? I'm doing good. It's going to be a lot of fun today, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank (laughs) you so much um, for jumping on. I know I reached out to you a while back, and I just wasn't recording at the time, but uh, I'm glad to be back and uh, and chatting with you. So there's a lot going on in your world right now. I've seen a lot of different publications and things online. It's got to be exciting for you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely exciting. It's a little, I mean, I still really can't get used to it because to me, I'm just like a 20-year-old working my job, doing the best I can. (laughs) Just doing your job, just doing your job, yeah. But for us barbecue nerds, it's like it's a big deal, right? Especially for me, I mean, you know, coming from the Latino community, um, I have a house full of girls, you know, so we're all this girl power here. I have two daughters and obviously my wife. And, um, and yeah, man, this is, this is really cool. A big treat for me. So, um, so, so glad that you're able to, to jump on. First of all, let's talk a little bit about your background, kind of where you're from, where you grew up and, and kind of some food influences that you've had along the way. Yeah. Um, so I started at Valentina's in 2017. Um, but before then I was always like, I was born and raised in Austin and especially South Austin, that area. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I didn't, I didn't know Valentina's because, you know, kind of the big chunk of time that I was, especially in that neighborhood, you know, they were down on Brody. And then by the time they moved to, uh, Menchaca, I was just a little bit further down and I was just looking at different jobs because I wasn't happy where I was at. And I saw Valentina's and I was like, I haven't heard of that before. And I looked it up and it was just really interesting, especially because, you know, in the Latino community, um, Miguel was such a big influence that I didn't have the opportunity to 
understand beforehand before I applied for the job. And mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot about him and about the restaurant and how family oriented it was, which is something that was really instilled in me from, I mean, my dad. So mm-hmm. I took that opportunity to apply there and I applied to be a food runner. And, you know, I, I kind of I applied, got hired and I went from there. Was it your intention when you applied for that food runner to to move up the ranks and eventually cook? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, <laughs> when I when I was really little, probably like even like ten or twelve, I like I was adamant on like I want to I want to own a bakery and like those kinds of things, like mm-hmm. what every like little girl does. And then all of a sudden, I like turn around even today, and I'm like, and now I'm a girl in barbecue, like. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's it's a complete like spin on that, and yeah. but I always knew I wanted to do something with food and I wanted to serve people and I wanted to cook and I felt like you know in my local area, someone with really good roots was Miguel and I was just like the perfect person to learn from. You were you said you were seventeen, so you just a very very young young gal. I, I read somewhere you had worked uh, I guess in the restaurant industry before before going to heading to Valentina's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I started working when I was 16, and so about a year, uh, I worked at uh, Chili's. Okay. And so I met, like, some really awesome people, and I had some really good managers that I got to learn from. Um, I would, like, before school, I would go in really early at work and do, like, inventory with them. Um, I would, like, spend, like, like, an hour in the freezer just, like, counting the, like, cases of fries and all that. Um, so I was, I was trying to learn as much as I could, but, um, you know, as important as that was for me in the very get go, it still doesn't compare to everything I've gotten to learn from like Miguel and his wife, Modesty at, mm-hmm. at Valentina's, you know? Yep. Yep. And, and growing up, as far as any influences, did you, did you ever eat barbecue growing up or? Man, I, I grew up on what I thought was barbecue. It was kind of like um, like fast food barbecue. It was kind of just like what, what was really common. I don't want to like name anybody, but, you know, it was, uh, it, it was you know, you kind of go through a drive-thru, pound of brisket, and it was, it was what it was. Um, but there was, like, there was no passion in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, my dad barbecued, and that was always a really fun experience. You know, he, he did some, he did like a nice brisket, but the biggest, the, and the most important thing to me was kind of like, the atmosphere that it created, which was like, dad's barbecuing today, we get to smell the smoke, we're gonna play outside, it's gonna be a whole family occasion. And now I get to do that kind of like every day and like all day at Valentina's. Mm-hmm. A lot of us uh, Latinos growing up, the carne asada, you know, it's, it's a little different yeah. than, <laughs> than smoking, you know, it's a little bit of carne and the onions and Sometimes they'll throw some nopales on there and stuff like that. But yeah, I grew up the same way. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, um, you know, I'm like, Miguel has this vision, right? And it's a vision that a lot of us um, in the Tex-Mex community um, grew up with, right? So if you bring some, if you bring some brisket home from a quinceanera or a party or something that you go to, if you bring some brisket home, um, you're going to wrap it up in a tortilla, you know, the next day, yeah. <laughs> maybe put a, put a little aguacate on there, you know, and some salsa, 
um, and, you know, go to town. You're going to make yourself some tacos out of it. So he just took it to the next level. And, you know, I feel like I'm eating at my at my house, you know, whenever I go there. Well, let me rephrase that. Um, a higher level than at my house because you guys yeah. make some incredible food there. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, he definitely takes something that for us, you know, as Latinos, it was really common to, like, kind of, we wake up the next day, like you said, and we we get that tortilla or our mom makes fresh tortillas and we add that brisket to it and the aguacate and it's it's something that we're comfortable with and we're familiar with and he kind of brings that into something that you're able to get day to day and you you're able to get that same feeling because not only do you get that that perfect food but you also get this atmosphere and this feeling that that the food is made with love yeah absolutely absolutely so you start at 17, you're a food runner, you're pressing tortillas, you're doing whatever they're asking you to do. Uh, you quickly get promoted, you're cutting brisket, you become a shift leader, manager. Now you're in the pits. What 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 does your family think about you being in the pits? Do you have any siblings or anybody that cuz that's a that's a tough job. That's a, it's it's a lot of hard work. It, it definitely is a tough job. I would say it's it's definitely just as tough as, you know, the role that everybody else takes, all the, the food runners and the tortilla pressers. We kind of, uh, we all have just as important roles, but my, uh, I'm the only girl out of my siblings. I have three brothers, you know, once, I mean, once a baby, he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's three, but still they are very, um, they're still protective of their sister, you know, they're kind of just like, oh, that's really hard. You know, you have, you know, heavy lifting to do, you got long hours, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I want to do it. I want to put in the work because I know how much it's going to be worth it. And I know mm. how much, you know, Miguel has put into it to where it's like, well, I need to learn. I need to learn from him and I need to take advantage of this opportunity that I have. Yeah, that's incredible. So speaking of long hours, what are your hours currently? Uh, right now I work uh 12 hour days six days a week um which is kind of it's a little shorter than you know some other things that i would be used to (laughs) (laughs) it's um it's it's actually not bad at all because you have this team and this crew that you know again like the valentina's atmosphere that miguel's created and that we actually are a family they they make the days a lot easier it's not so much as like intensive grind it's just a lot of like i get to cook i want to make this product that i'm proud of that miguel's proud of and i get to talk to the customers and and hang out with you know my valentina's family yeah you know that's a that's a common theme i've i've read some of the articles that that you've uh that have kind of highlighted you and it seems like the word family always comes out and that's you know, that's something that even when I interviewed Miguel, that's for him the same thing. I kept hearing that word family. And uh, yeah, you know what? It That even flows out to the customers because whenever I go eat there, I I even get that same feeling. So uh, that's that's pretty neat working in an environment where you can just feel like you're at home there. Um, is it true that um, after working all those long hours that Miguel even has to tell you to go home sometimes because you still want to stay there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, so for sure. Because I think, you know, more so when I was like 17, 18, like I would definitely be like, oh, no, like 
I don't have school the next day. Like, pretend I don't have it. Like, I'm, I want to keep working. I want to do something that's really important to me and to, to who I want to be. And then he would be like, okay, but you do need to sleep. <laughs> so you're doing some overnight cooks now? Is that uh, is that what you're doing? Or yeah. um, have you? Okay. Yeah. So primarily right now, I do a, I do a lot of overnights. I, I come in around, uh, you know, like in the afternoon. And I take over wherever the... Uh, the other barbecue guy leaves off, and I'm finishing off the cook. I'm continuing to smoke the meats. I do everything I need to do. Um, but even in that, I can't just be barbecuing. I have to be the manager at the same time because that's still my job. So mm-hmm. I kind of have to check on the rest of the operations and the rest of the staff and, you know, help out where it's needed. Absolutely. So this article comes out, Austin Monthly, with uh, Austin's youngest female pitmaster, Probably the youngest pit master out there, especially when you're talking about a marquee place, right? They're a top 50, you know, barbecue joint in the Texas Monthly. They're featured in magazines, you know, from Bon Appetit and Time and Leisure and like Time Magazine. You know, all these all these different uh, articles, right? So it's a it's a marquee spot, and you are. You're being trained as a pit master. Talk to us a little bit about um, the training that that uh, that you're going through and and everything that kind of Miguel is is teaching you for uh, you know for that role because it's not just being able to cook brisket. Now you're a pit master, right? No, yeah, it's it's not just being able to cook um, like our our staple items. You know, brisket, pork, um, spare ribs. It's, it's not just those. Miguel's definitely somebody who not only does he want you to be able to cook those staples well, but he wants you to be able to kind of advance your education on what barbecue is. He wants me to be able to start being a little bit creative with kind of my own seasonings and being able to like start cooking for him so he can taste it and he can give me feedback. And I think that's really important in having someone like him as a mentor is he wants me to improve and kind of take on my own um my own ideas and i i think it's like it's it's really interesting because i'm able to be like okay well i have this idea i want to do this with the the pork shoulder i want to do this uh, with uh, some other me you know and he's uh he's starting to miguel's been hunting recently so he has some Mm -hmm. some wild game he has some venison and you know he wants me to be able to kind of be like okay here's the meat that i just hunted you know, do what you want to do to it and then let me taste it. He's a, I think that's really, really awesome and really important and somebody who I've always looked up to and he wants me to be able to always improve on myself. It's, it's a lot of that and some other, you know, trials and tests that he, uh, that he'll come up with, you know, see how long I can last on a shift or this and that. And uh, it, it's really cool because I'm always, I'm always ready to go and he, he wants me to, always do the best that I can. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I I saw in, uh, on one of the interviews where he's teaching you some butchering and uh grinding for sausages and plating and whatnot. So he he wants you to be the the complete pit master that that uh, covers everything uh which is pretty cool, especially from a guy like Miguel who's you know, that that guy's been in the in the restaurant industry ever since he was a kid. 
yeah, I wasn't even born yet. And he's, uh, <laughs> he was, he was doing all that. And, and now it's, yeah, you're right. He wants me to learn plate. He wants me to learn plating and um, so many other things. And it's, it's, it's really important to me. And I always have to remember that I need to understand like how, how serious um, like kind of all this is and this industry is because even to more people beyond Miguel, it's, it's not just their job. It's it's a lifestyle. It's something that that fuels them. It's it seems like you're a sponge and you are taking everything in that he's putting out there. And it takes a special person to do that because I you know I've gone to sometimes to help a friend or two, um, but uh, back in the day um, whenever they were working and I was like, all right, I need I could I could fold up my chair, put it in my truck, and head home. <laughs> when I got tired, but it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot of hard work. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the other, some of the articles that, that have been uh, written out here. So awesome monthly was one and then urban matter kind of covered it as well. Um, and then you've had a couple of uh, appearances on like Fox seven news and KSAT. W- what is all that kind of meant to you? Can you kind of give us some of those experiences that you had there? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, you know, growing up, I grew up in Menchaca, which is where our location is. And um, I went to elementary school down the street. Like, it's <laughs> it's definitely crazy to kind of reflect on it and be like, okay, now I'm on the news. Now I'm doing this and that. But it's, it's, it's an honor, definitely, to be like, okay, there's people, you know, thinking of me and, you know, what I'm doing is, you know, important. But um, at the same time, it's also like what I'm doing isn't so much as like for a title. What I'm doing is more so like because I, I, I do want to learn and I want to learn from someone like Miguel, who who is a really caring person and someone who wants to see everyone that he cares about, everyone that he meets to like improve. So I just I mean, what's more important to me throughout this whole thing is kind of like I want to keep learning and I want to get better. And, you know, some, if some news articles come along the way, that's, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely important to like me and my family, because it, it is important for like a little 20 year old right now, <laughs> Latina girl to be recognized. But, um, but overall, it's, it's just something that I want to do because I want to learn and I want to be surrounded by good people like, like the Vidal's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. What was the whole, um, I saw a picture on your um, on your Instagram. Eliana is better than what? What was all that about? What, what, what kind of campaign is that? That was a cool picture, by the way. Thank you. Uh, that that picture took about three hours to get. It was a. <laughs> it was um. It was from Austin FC. So that's Austin Football Club, the new league of uh, oh, okay. the new professional soccer team in Austin. Um, what uh, their goal was was kind of get some quote unquote like legends around Austin to uh, promote the campaign and the new soccer team. And so, you know, one of those people, I got to, I got to be one of those people. And it was, it was really cool, even though like, you know, I haven't quite made my mark or quite haven't made a mark as Miguel has. It was, it was really cool to be able to be considered and to take a couple photos. And uh, I'll tell you what I said, the, the words listos and verde, because that's the slogan. I said that several times within the span of three hours. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was really cool. Um, but that's definitely one of the highest points at the opportunities that I've gotten um, lately. 
And Listos is, we're ready or ready, yeah. right? Yeah, and we're ready. And Verde is green, yeah. Yeah, Austin, Austin is, is Verde and, and Listos. I mean, like, we're ready as a people. We're going to have this team, this soccer team that we're going to be able to support. I mean, especially at Valentina's and, and with Miguel, it's soccer is such a big thing. I mean, he played soccer his entire life. And I think it was really awesome to for me to be able to kind of pay tribute to something so important in his life. Yeah, I heard he was a badass too. <laughs> he was. You see him kind of I get to like go to some family events and like hang out at his house and you see him kind of just like playing by himself like with the kids and you he he is a badass. <laughs> That's awesome. So kind of going back to the food role, um what what are some of the the things that you really enjoy cooking and and maybe some of the things that you're like, ah, I don't, maybe is not as fun cooking? Um, I would definitely say there's some items like the the, the pork spare ribs. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love cooking those just because they become so tender, but mostly because as you're cooking them, they, they create such a beautiful color. And then you add brown sugar to them and they cook for a couple more hours and they just, they look so good. And then probably the, <laughs> the, the pork shoulder, the pork butt. It um that's also my favorite because you know growing up I didn't we didn't eat too much pork uh we weren't against it but you know it was more so about beef mm-hmm. and you know I got to taste it here and I was like this is this is awesome this is incredible and now I get to cook it and I take so much like <laughs> so much like pride in that mm-hmm. um but you know I think something that we haven't made in a while that I really love I really love eating it and I really like cooking it is the uh, the al pastor. Yeah, mm-hmm. we use kind of like pork ribeye for it, and we use like a traditional like chili paste that I would always get to make that Miguel taught me how to make, and it's um, it was it was so good, and it brought me back to a lot of good memories, and you know, like again hanging out with my family at the asadas, and and it was um that's definitely one of my favorite things to like enjoy and to make, so I kind of get the whole package with that one. Dang. I'm starting to get hungry here. That sounds <laughs> that sounds really good. Why, why wasn't I there when y'all made that? Jeez, it's, that sounds so good. It's it's been a minute. It's kind of because of a you know COVID. It kind of limited our creativity for just a little bit. But you know, Miguel's not gonna let anyone limit his creativity for too long. <laughs> That's right for sure. Um, speaking of COVID, kind of. Uh, you know, how has that affected you guys' business and, and your job? Is it Has it affected you uh, very much there? Um, you know, like at the restaurant, it's, it's only really affected our ordering system, which is, you know, as far as morale, it has taken a bit of a blow because we don't get to interact one-on-one with the customers as much as we're used to, as much as we love to. It's kind of... Um, we take all of our orders online now just so everyone can maintain their distance and stay safe. Um, but yeah, we don't, we don't get to, we, we do what we can to like check on people if they're dining in, but you know, we wear our masks. It's not as intimate and, and we definitely miss being able to connect with the community at, to that degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you guys, I guess you're still crushing it, right? You're still, you're still cooking a lot of food and you're still selling a lot of food. I know I was there a few weeks back, maybe a, maybe a couple months back. But uh, yeah, I tried to jump on that uh, ordering system when it opened, 
within a matter of minutes, it, they had turned it off because they had so many orders in. Thankfully, I have Miguel's number, and I was able oh, yeah. to <laughs> I was able to get okay. hooked up. But so, but yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the thing with the ordering system is like we're able to take more orders um, in like a smaller span of time, which was like different from one person taking orders at the window and there being a long line. Um, the only downside is we can have ten people order at the same minute. <laughs> So that's the only thing that's going to kind of um, delay, you know, how quick our service can be. We definitely, you know, strive and push to get everything out on time. So nobody's waiting. Um, we we just, when we get kind of bombarded with so many orders at the same time, even if it's a little bit stressful, we understand and we're, we're really grateful that people want to place their orders and they want to enjoy this food and the fruits of like Miguel's labor, you know, starting this restaurant and creating these recipes it's um the only thing is like we do miss like getting to talk to every single person individually mm-hmm. yeah i remember you coming out and um i actually met you in person you probably don't remember but i was uh i was in texas for uh i think it was probably the texas monthly and um it was uh, probably 2019 because they didn't have it last year, and uh, and I remember you come out. And I was sitting at the picnic tables with some of the other barbecue guys and stuff, and that's where I met you. But I didn't, I didn't really know a lot about you, right, or your story. But I remember talking to you, and you were so so kind and friendly. And I guess you were already the manager by then because you you came out and you just wanted to make sure that. Um, we had that, you know, customer interaction that we were doing well. And and I'm like, man, I, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, man, this is this is the kind of employee that you want working at your place, you know, because it showed that you really cared about it. And that's, you know, that that goes a long way. So uh, that was pretty cool. So I, I thought I thought back in my memory, I'm like, man, I know I've met her before. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's when it was. You came out and you were chatting with us a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I was managing when I was like 17 or even like 18 because I do remember being in, in high school, being in class and trying to make the, the schedule for the, for the staff <laughs> the next week. <laughs> that is that is so cool. Yeah, that's I know in your mind in you know, you're just doing your job, right? And you're trying to do it at a at the highest level possible. But to someone, to to us looking from the outside in, you're you're very special, and that's why there's a lot of interest in in talking to you, and and learning about you because you're doing things that are pretty extraordinary. And uh, man, that's a cool story. Like you, you you writing, uh, <laughs> you making the schedule while you're in high school. <laughs> is is pretty neat it's pretty neat um of course miguel and Mo- modesty have have um taken you under their wing and and they saw they've seen something in you that uh you know they're willing to invest uh in you and in your future and that's pretty incredible <laughs> yeah it's it's been pretty incredible like it's a i mean for the past couple of years i've been talking to like miguel and or modesty you know like every single day and I mean, not only do I learn, like, about the service industry or about Valentinas in particular, but I get to learn about, like, kind of them as people, and and they're such good people, and I get to kind of 
absorb all this information kind of like you said earlier and it's it's something that I definitely like I don't take it for granted because I do appreciate like exactly what Valentina's is and it's it does bring every time I go to work it brings me back to kind of my family and what I appreciated so much about those memories that now I get to kind of like live up to it ideally hopefully uh, like every day that that's that's pretty awesome so you've been around whenever Guy Fieri comes and yeah. all of that. Talk to us a little about a little bit about some of those filmings that have happened. And I know Yeti is is also a fixture there. Talk talk to us about some of those experiences. Any cool stories? Um. Okay. So as far as Yeti, uh, Miguel's been an ambassador for like as far as I've been there at least. And mm-hmm. um, I've gotten to do like some caterings and some events for Yeti and like at their store downtown it's it's been really cool because they're really like inclusive of of valentinas and you know they always say how much they appreciate the food which i mean it's hard not to it's really good food but um it's it's that's always been such a cool opportunity doing those events and even like south by southwest and all that but um then you kind of move into opportunities like um with guy fieri and dives drivings and dives and first off i think preparing for that I don't think I left the I only left the restaurant for like an hour or two you know to kind of like shower and change and after like prepping for it and then I came back and we were shooting it like that was that was definitely a process but um it was definitely something that was really cool to be a part of I mean at such a young age you know like everybody says like I I understand (laughs) that um but it was it was definitely really cool. I mean, like, there's, like, a TV show going on, and they're filming it in front of me, and I got to, like, make some tacos for it. And it was – those are memories that I definitely appreciate, and I, I know I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't get to have such a mentor that was Miguel. I worked for Dell, um, and we just had an event with Guy Fieri. Um, it was a Zoom event, um, but he was talking about – they closed down the restaurant for two days to make, to make uh, the shows. Is, yeah. Did they did they do that with you guys as well? Yeah, they closed it down for a couple of days. Um, he, we were shooting, and then you know all of a sudden we're like we're just all like standing in place waiting for him, and then he shows up in that in that car, and he just he starts doing his thing. He's such a personality, you know. Like everybody's like, oh my god, I want to meet him. I want to take pictures with him. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna make a taco that he's gonna eat, or I'm gonna make a burger that he's gonna eat. That's so cool. Did he eat your tacos? Yeah, yeah. We sent um, probably, we did this one scene where everybody, we have a bunch of customers and family friends, and they're all eating in the barn, you know, alongside Guy Fieri. And, you know, they're like, okay, you have pretty much like two minutes, and you're going to push out as much food as possible. And I was like, all right. And so I'm making a bunch of random tacos and burgers and sandwiches. And trying to send it out as fast as possible so everybody can like all eat together. That is, man, in 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 your young career there, man, it's so cool. You've experienced so much in in a short period of time. So now that you've been there for for what this is going to be your fourth year. Uh, and I'm, I'm a little over three years, yeah. A little over three years. Okay, I'm sure you've eaten everything on the menu. Is there something that 
you just love to eat there? And there, I mean, I love to eat everything there, but is there something that you what that's your go to? And is there something that maybe you make that's not on the menu that you like to eat there? Okay, so something I make that's not on the menu is every single thing on the menu, but add queso to it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much like the brisket taco with queso. That's pretty much my favorite thing to eat on a daily basis. Um, but also the um, the pork, you know, that just like you get a tortilla and you put some puerco on it. And uh, you could, I mean, you could also have like, I had some sausage to it. So you get kind of some meats to it. A little bit of barbecue sauce. You get some real barbecue, but you throw in that tortilla around it. And it's kind of, that's your real Tex-Mex. And mm. that's just, um and that's something I get to indulge in every single day. And I, I mean, as long as y'all order every day, y'all can, y'all, y'all get that too. But <laughs> that's something I definitely, I, I enjoy that so much is <laughs> getting to sit down and have a taco every day. Yeah. They should make it, uh, they should say, Hey, um, make it the, uh, the Eliana way and just add queso to everything. <laughs> You have to add queso to pretty much everything. That's like that's perfection in its own in its own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have you traveled around to eat barbecue at other at other spots now? Um, I know you grew up not really uh, not really eating different uh, kinds of barbecue, but have you had the opportunity to go eat other uh, other spot at other spots now? Um, in Austin, uh, Miguel took a couple of us to lunch at uh, La Barbecue. So that's uh, that's downtown. It was it was so good. We had like the beef ribs and the sausage and the brisket. We got to taste everything, and a couple other sides like the the mac and cheese was really good. And it's um the whole operation. I kind of I mean from a management perspective, like we stood in line and I was like timing as soon as we got out there and how long it took for them to take our order. Like everything was so efficient, mm-hmm. and they were they were still on it like from the service to the food it was it was really awesome especially because they're owned and operated by like by two women right yep. two women in barbecue and that was so cool and so awesome for me to get to like enjoy and then um you know i mean beyond that i haven't tried like much out like outside i mean i've tried like kind of like terry blacks and then a lot in lockhart like smitty's and you know they've, they've all been good because you know, working in this industry, working in barbecue, you understand the work that it takes to to create a product, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you taste something. You're like, yeah, they did put a lot of a lot of care into this, and it's it's really good. But um, you know, like outside of like kind of like Texas, I haven't had the opportunity yet. But that's definitely something that that Miguel is working towards. He's trying to create plans for me to kind of get to travel and learn other ways of the of the smoke. Yeah, I, I, I was reading somewhere where he was talking about um, his boy Billy Durney up in New York, and was it Elliot? Elliot Moss, maybe? or yes, Elliot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, out at Buxton, Buxton Hall. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, man, he needs to, he needs to bring her out to Califas. That's, you know, we got a... We got some good. We got some people throwing it down up here too. You know, I'm sure uh, I want to. I want to go everywhere and I want to taste everything and and get to kind of learn from everyone. I mean, there's it's not just like one way to do barbecue because everyone has their styles and their traditions, and that's mm-hmm. something that I can appreciate. 
Yeah, my buddy uh, Danny out here, um, Danny Castillo just opened up uh, Heritage Barbecue, and and man, it's Texas style barbecue. You know, it's what you're doing out here, and he's just crushing it. I mean, there's like to see, you know, to see what you're doing at Valentina's and just transplanting it, you know, out to California. It's pretty cool. There's so many great people out here that are doing barbecue. Moosecraft Barbecue is like those guys, Andrew and Michelle, are, are crushing it as well. So yeah, we'd love to have you come out here, come out to, come out to uh, California, and uh, you know the Danny and Brenda, the the owners of Heritage. You know Danny is um, is a trained chef, and he like he has his his twist on a lot of different things, and um, similar to what you were talking about earlier, how Miguel and how he's encouraging you to put your stamp on things and to try new things, and like I mean. You know, you guys don't make anything bad. I mean, the fajitas like are probably my favorite fajitas in all of Austin. And there's there's so many good places in Austin and even in San Antonio. But Miguel, like, so if you were just going to a Mexican restaurant to eat fajitas, Miguel has that, and he also has the barbecue to go with it, and he also has. I mean, he. he, he you're just in a great spot and I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy that he's transferring all this knowledge to you. Do you have any, um, any plans beyond, uh, you know, beyond Valentina's at some, at some point, are you even thinking about that? Um, you know, like at first it was kind of just like, I want to, I mean, you know, I want to work at, if you're someone who has met Miguel Modesty and you've worked at Valentina's, you're kind of like, I want to work here forever. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's it's somewhere that's that's cozy. And at the same time, they push you. They push you to be your best and to, to always do too great, to always do great. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I want to take everything and show my appreciation for Miguel and take everything that I've learned to, you know, eventually one day, maybe in like 10 years or so, you know, like create my own business and and do something of my own but until now until then i'm i'm really proud to be able to do valentinas to be able to do their kind of brisket and their kind of pork and hopefully like uphold their standards and their reputation well miguel and modesty are lucky to have you you know being uh the youngest pitmaster you know i know you told me you don't really like that title but you're working your way up to that title, right? You're, 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 you know, you should, uh, you should definitely embrace it. You're, you're doing everything. You're working really hard. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to 10 years from now, me saying, man, I interviewed her when she was 20. She was still just a little girl. Yeah. I was <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, geez, it's inspiring to see what you're doing and, and keep doing it my kids will listen to this and, and I'll tell them, I'll tell them a story about you for sure. Is there anything that you'd like to say maybe to some aspiring girls, you know, or, or, or even young men that are interested in getting into barbecue? I mean, you got into it at 17. Is there anything that you'd like to share with, uh, with someone that's interested in it? 
yeah, um, for sure. If uh, I mean, people who are you know 16, like I have some some kids at the restaurant right now. If they're 16, 17, 18, if if you want to learn something, don't don't feel like you need to keep your head down and stay quiet and just try to absorb what you can. I think what you need to do is keep your head up and speak up. And you need to you need to do the opposite of anything that society would like kind of pressure you on. It's like you want to learn something, say I would like to learn this. And mm-hmm. and you're going to have people ideally like around you that are going to be like, well, then I'm going to train you on this. I'm going to teach you on this or we're going to make time and we're going to work together. And I think that's something that that I got to experience that is a little bit of a different dynamic than many places. But I mean, I do have, you know, even being 20, I do have people that are 16 years old. And they're like, I want to learn how to trim a brisket. And I'm like, well, I definitely want to teach you how to trim a brisket. That's great advice. Definitely. Well, I always like to finish my show with uh, asking my guests to tell us something about themselves that maybe most people don't know. So is there anything in your uh, anything about you that you might like to share that uh, or or just anything that you want to share that uh, that maybe most people don't know about you? I mean, you know, I'm me. I'm <laughs> I'm Eliana Gutierrez. Like I kind of, as much as you know, the people who work with me, they see how open I am to, you know, how passionate about I am about you know the service you know that we provide to the customers and the food that we put out. I think a lot of people don't know is kind of how much I take to heart every single thing that we do. It's kind of like if you send out a taco that, you know, that isn't, you know, it maybe it's 5% under where I would expect it to be. I, I do take that to heart. And it's kind of, it's really important to me that everything does go out perfect because it's, it's Miguel's reputation. And it's, it's all of ours tribute. It could be a staff of like 10 people. It's all of ours tribute to the work that he's put in for 20 so years. And I think it's, it's really important that people know that, that I want to do everything to kind of, show the people who have come before us how important that this trade is so you're a bit of a perfectionist oh yeah definitely everybody (laughs) knows that i'm a perfectionist i'll be like hey you need like half an ounce more guac on that taco (laughs) like i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna be like yo and i'm gonna pull out that that taco from the line i'm gonna have them redo it (laughs) hey one last thing so you work so much what, what do you do on your time off? I mean, you have one day off and uh, you work in 12-hour days the rest of the time. Is there any what, – what do you like to do for fun other than cooking? Because I know that's fun for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely cooking or, like, cooking for, like, my friends and my family. But, I mean, aside from, from that, I honestly, I just like to be, like, kind of chill and watch TV and let it be, like, a little bit silent for once, not the whole – yelling and crazy chaos atmosphere of a kitchen i just like to just chill and be in my own element just chill and relax huh i I did say one last thing but i this is really one last thing (laughs) so for miguel i know music is a big part of his life right he's he's a big music guy in fact all the pits are named right after favorite musicians do you like music and and if so what um what kind of music do you listen to? I Miguel's Miguel likes a lot of like rock 
and like heavy metal um mm-hmm. i listen to pretty much everything miguel has kind of walked up to me like it, it's 3 a.m and he walks up and i'm playing it could be like pop it could be country it could be reggaeton it could be rock it could be anything <laughs> and i just i listen to everything because that's just how i grew up lately i've been listening to a lot more rock than anything else but i i mean country is definitely always my go-to no matter what mood i'm in believe it or not but um i listen to everything it's just i i just like to have fun with it i mean as long as i'm cooking as long as i'm hanging out with our staff it's whatever music is playing yeah i'm the same way the same i'm the same way i grew up in abilene which is west texas there uh abilene texas and um yeah i'm i'm country's my go-to but i listen to pretty much everything else so Cool. Well, where can uh, where can people find you guys? What's uh, where is uh, Valentina's located, and uh, also your social media? Okay, uh, Valentina's is located at eleven five hundred Menchaca Road. Uh, we're in very deep South Austin, Texas, um, and you know, I mean, social media is Valentina's Text My Barbecue. But if you want to find like me specifically. I'm pretty sure the underscores can always confuse me, even though it's my own account. Um, it's uh, Eliana underscore uh, GTZ. GTZ, okay. Yeah, and just I'm creation you know. Yep. And I will add that to um, the show notes so that uh, people can can check it out. Thank you so much. This has been one of my one of my favorite interviews. Uh, I'm so excited to to just see you continue to grow and coming back over there and and, uh, and seeing you uh, in person again and and trying some more of your grub. So thank you so much. I appreciate you jumping on the show and uh, and yeah, wish you the very best. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, just I mean, you gotta let me know or you gotta pull someone aside and be like, hey, where's Eliana? Because I mean, if we can sit, if we have the opportunity, at least, to sit down, eat a taco together, throw a little queso on it, then I'll, I'll do so. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you can count on that. I'll come find you next time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks again. Um, stay safe out there. And, uh, yeah, like I said, wish you the very best, okay? Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the I Crush Barbecue Show. Remember to follow us on your favorite social media platform at I Crush BBQ Show. You can always email me at iCrushBBQShow at gmail.com. If you like the show, please let us know by leaving us a five-star rating on your favorite listening app and subscribe to get all past and future episodes. Don't forget to tag us with all your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cue.